All right, so three, two, one. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Lauren Reed, and my boy, Jada Gentleman. We are here coming to you from home yet again. <laughs> We're still in quarantine. We are still <laughs> like, in quarantine. Don't get it twisted. If you didn't yeah. forget that it was a uh, COVID. <laughs> I know. Uh, this is forget yes it's like june yeah. june 2nd and um a lot of riots going on the protest i mean can i just say like the demonstration that we that uh was going on in philly like the first couple hours was amazing it was beautiful like it looked dope i saw it from like friends and people that were there and they were texting me and it was like whatever and then everything kind of switched over and it's yeah. been kind of crazy in the city the last couple of days how you feeling lauren I'm good. Um, yesterday was a little bit rough. Uh, yesterday was a rough day uh, because uh, the uh, old boy, the orange dude, came out and, you know, tried to put, well, he did put down law and order, basically. They're showing military presence in a lot of um, major cities. Um, there is mm -hmm. military presence in Philadelphia. We also have been on a curfew for the last two days. Everyone mm. has been supposed to be in the house at six o'clock. Won't dive mm. too much into it, but the, the curfew doesn't apply to everyone, apparently. Not everybody. Um, so it's been a rough two days. I mean, I think it's been a rough couple weeks for us just in general because black people just, in the last couple months, 2020, it's just been um, crazy. Um, COVID hit us the hardest out of all the communities um, that has been affected. And then we're going to um, the George Floyd situation where he was murdered by what four? It was four cops, correct? It was four, yeah. Four cops. And um, now we're kind of in a full fledged, it feels like a race war, you know, from how I feel about it. So it's been crazy. My emotions have been like a roller coaster. Um, a lot of comments and stuff on social media. And you, you're starting to see who people really are. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> Yo, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did an op-ed for the LA Times, and he said it the best. It's like, racism is like dust in, dust in the air. Like, it's invisible even when you're choking on it, but you put a light on it, and you see it even when it's on the ground. So you got to keep putting that light on it so people can see it. And um, don't be fooled. There are some uh, uh, people of color who, who think crazy, too, as far oh, as for sure, uh, for racism sure. is concerned. Had to check a couple people on um, some stuff. But this person that we have on the show tonight, uh, she knows how to read a rainbow um, <laughs> and all no, on social no, media. No, but no no pun intended because she's a writer. She is, right? <laughs> so shout out to Lamar Burton on that I one. check in daily to see who she read. I'm like, oh let's see God. what she did. To, let's see who got read today. But more importantly, she's also uh, a returning guest, so she's family. To yes, she is. And she has a new book that has just come out. Um, it's really great. So I do actually, right here. Yes, girl. I came prepared. She's ready. <laughs> she's, I was ready. So everybody, and guess what? We're going to say her name right this time. Do you, you remember the last time? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Monique Elise. All right, you got it. <laughs> so, Welcome back. Thank you hey. for having me. It's so good to come back and see you guys and considering the circumstances and what's going on. It's good to see familiar faces and link up because I've been cooped up in this house, child, and Word. all this stuff going on. My patience. 
Can you turn your volume up a little bit for us? Yeah. Y'all know I'm soft-spoken. <laughs> Coming here all dainty. Got you. Fun story. Uh, we The last time uh, Monique was on the show, we did a whole like hour and a half show and literally butchered her name the whole entire time. And you like, had me saying it messed up. I was like, it's contagious now. I'll say <laughs> it right. Was like, and you had and me literally, like, on the last break of the show, she was like, um, you know it, Elise, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you tell me before? So this That's time, funny. I promised myself I was not going to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, but no, we really do appreciate <laughs> you coming back onto the show. How have you been since you've been in quarantine? Um. Busy, very busy. I still, Good. I still have a job that I have to work. Thank God. Even though it's been very, very like hectic, um, business as usual with that. And then, you know, the beginning of the quarantine, I was finishing my book, getting that ready. So, I was working maybe eighteen-hour days for weeks and weeks at a time, and then I moved. And I have all these like exciting changes going on, so that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's been interesting. I feel like um, I'm entering a new chapter of my life, so very happy. So this, I'm happy considering the circumstances. I was gonna say, despite 2020 being a total shit show, halfway through, you've been able to thrive, which is great. Yeah, and I just try to celebrate like the small wins, and um, you know, just practice gratitude daily and look at my loved ones and just be thankful for that. But, um, you know, there are some days where it's just like, whew, a lot is going on and you just want to take a moment to like take a breath and process what's going on. But mm -hmm. I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. Good. So the last time you were on the show, you had dilemmas of a damsel, one part, one, two, and three. Correct. All done. And we kind of asked you what was next for you for your next book. And you talked about doing a thriller, um, a romantic thriller, thriller right? <laughs> because I'm not mistaken, you said that like romantic mystery thrillers are like your favorite genre of books, correct? Yes. So how did you come up with uh, the concept of Red Echo? Um, oh my put God. Put it back up here again. Yes. Let me tell y'all, this book took me there and then some. I thought that I, the, the thing about creating is like, you, I'm a control freak. I'm a type A personality. So I'm all about schedules and lists and doing things in a certain amount of time. I just knew I was going to write this book and have it published in six months. It did not work that way. I wrote a whole novel, hated it and started all over. So wow. I really tried to force the story. I had to um, really take a step back and because you know, again, I get consumed sometimes. This is a flaw of mine. I get consumed with meeting deadlines because that's what works for me in my day job. But in my creative space, it doesn't really work. I can't put a deadline on my creativity. Mm -hmm. So when I took that pressure off myself and I just let the story speak to me, you know, I was able to connect with my characters in a way and really like, because I feel like <laughs> in my head I know I sound crazy did I say this last time you did Characters live in my head like and I just I, I hear them and I just like it it irks me until I can get their story out on paper so you said 
You just said two of the most artsy things ever. Really? One was the characters live in my yeah. head, and the other one was <laughs> I can't put a time restraint on my art. <laughs> I got that from my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> He tells me that all the time. He's like, nobody gives a damn about your deadlines, Monique. Stop stressing yourself. I'm like, but I want to publish my book. He's like, nobody knows it but you. Like, right. it'll be fine. And it's, it's the truth. Like, I'd rather take my time and publish something that I'm proud of versus killing myself trying to meet a deadline and put something out that's not good. Right. So, that's so something good. that I'm learning with myself. But this book definitely took me there. It was a humbling experience, to say the least. When you say your characters live in your head, once you're done writing the book, how do you separate from them? If you, if you can. I don't think I ever separate from them. I don't think I ever separate from them. And one thing that I like to do, you'll notice in my books, um, just because the book ended doesn't mean that the character story ended because I'll always like, my books will always be in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you think about Philadelphia, it's a city, but it's not that big. People are bound mm -hmm. to cross paths some type yeah. of way. So, you know, I always am going to leave that door open because, you know, I finished Dilemmas of a Damsel. That series is done, but that doesn't mean that Jade might not pop up in one of my new books or Blair might not pop up. So, um, you know, if I feel like I want to tell their story or pick up their story, then I definitely will. That's a good point. I like that you keep it kind of open-ended in a sense that, because it, Philadelphia, everybody knows everybody. That's a, exactly. that's a good way of putting it. Some type of uh, way. So I, one of the things I remember commenting when you first put out the book on social media when you're um, promoting it um, was the cover art. I, I like loved it. Who did it and where, where did that come from? I did it. Did you? Wait, did you see the old one or the new one? Well, I saw the one. This one, right? That one? I think it was that one. Or right the one with the face. The, the one with the, oh, the, like one a, the faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my covers. I'm sorry. You did all yours? Yeah. Wow. I like that. That was dope. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, being that I'm self-published author, I do a lot of stuff myself. Um, and this is advice for anyone that wants to self-publish. There's a lot of things that you can do. Lauren, are you listening, Lauren? You, I knew you were going to do that. Don't, you can't put a time limit on my art. <laughs> I'm like, tick, tick. I'm trying to ride your coattails, man. Let's go. She just gave me a tip. You can't put a time limit on my art. Um, hint at this later, but I'll have some resources available for you. I'm working on that for this year. Nice. But one thing I don't skimp on is an editor. That's one thing. And um, the leak, like the legal situation i make sure to have money set aside for that editing and ads everything else if i can do it i'll do it because i just feel like people are not going to understand the vision like most of the time like i have a clear vision in my head of what i want my book my book cover and everything to look like so i'll, I'll just do the work to like figure it out um but if it gets too hard like if i'm just struggling then i will hire someone to do my cover art but Luckily, lately, I haven't had to do that. So thank you for cool. your compliment. Because I, I literally just play with images and figure out until I, you know, till I it, it was just, that. I just noticed it in my timeline. It was striking so that it worked. Thank you. That so let's me. take a step back. Let's talk about the book. Um, right. Give us a little uh, synopsis of what the book is about. 
Ooh, well, the book, I like to say that it's a little mixture of Addicted and Gone Girl. I was just going to ask if it was like Gone Girl, I swear to God. It's a little bit like that. Okay. Uh, I've had somebody mention that um, it gives them like Sister Soldier, uh, Coldest Winter mm -hmm. Ever vibes a little bit. Um, the story is essentially about two sisters. They're twins. And a lot of people don't know Echo um, is also another word for twin. Oh, okay. Mm, mm -hmm. The reason I named the book Red Echo is because um, there are two twin sisters, and red was chosen because um, the color red is prevalent throughout the book um, because obviously there's a lot of bloodshed. Um, Maybe some romance. There's romance, there's seduction. Like, I feel like red is such a sexy color and it can mean so mm -hmm. many different things. It's fiery, it's mm -hmm. seductive. Um, so the story, um, two sisters, London and Olivia, and they love each other. They're very close. They're obviously twins. So that bond is like tight, but they both have secrets. They, have, they both are living like double lives. So... I don't want to give away too much, but London sleeps with rich men in Philadelphia. She's, uh, I want to say, an escort by night, and she goes to college. Um, she's trying to better herself, <clears throat> but she wants to live a better life. And her sister, on the other hand, she's a little bit more timid. Um, she's with someone. She claims she's in love, but really she's in an abusive relationship and her boyfriend is a psycho and he has issues with keeping his hands to himself. And, you know, it just, the story explores um, their relationship and the secrets that are in between them because, you know, as close as they are, they do have secrets amongst them and sure. the secrets <clears throat> kind of draw them apart. So it just navigates the story. Um, it explores, you know, London's life as an escort and, um, you know, what she goes through, like balancing that life and then just trying to be a good sister and student. And then what it's like for Olivia to be present in her family's life, but to also be a woman that's ashamed to admit that she's a victim of domestic violence. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's a roller coaster. It starts off, off like, listen, it come starts on. off crazy. I'm just gonna yeah. tell everybody that right now. <laughs> Literally, it's right in the face. The first page, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's how we're gonna start this off." Got you. <clears throat> um, so it's definitely one that you don't want to put down because it's like after every page, every chapter, you're like, "Okay, what's gonna come next?" Mm -hmm. um, so when you were kind of coming up with the concept and the idea of the suspense part and the thriller part. Um, did you know exactly who you wanted your char characters to be? Did you know you wanted them to be sisters, but them to um, live this two separate lifestyle? Um, actually, what's interesting about this book, it was born out of... Did you read the whole book? I'm halfway through. Okay. I can't tell you the part that I'm at because then I will give it away for people, but it's fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I will tell you is that this book... Like I said, I wrote the first draft and I, it just wasn't it. So I started over. This book was born out of, um, at the end of Red Echo, there's a sneak peek to my next book coming out. Red Echo was born out of that. 
Oh, okay. So I finished Red Echo and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still want to tell this story and I'm not done with this yet. So I'm just going to make this my next book. But um, I knew like some of the characters that I had in mind, but no, like I, like I said, I had to let the story come to me and let it just like bleed out onto the screen or like when I wrote it out um, until it felt right. Which, with these characters, um, I think I might've asked this last time you were here, but just kind of refresh. Is this something that you take from real life experiences, um, your own personal life, other people's lives, and kind of craft it into something a little bit more organic in, in the book? Um, sometimes. It could be anything. It might be a song that I hear, a movie I watch, um, a conversation I have, something I see on Facebook, like anything. Like some stories, um, you know, were inspired by events that have taken place in my life, um, friends I've known. Um, but I just let, I just open myself up to anything. And, you know, if, if an idea just pops in my mind, and I think I said this before, um, I'll have ideas pop in my mind at the most random times and I just have to go and like write it down. And like, I have a running list of like book ideas or things that I want to happen in a book that I mm -hmm. just, either it just interests me or um, I think it's like really cool. So. Do you think you would want any of your books to turn into like maybe a TV series or a movie? That was going to be my question for I'll later, but. Never. I'm never, never. Yeah, I would. I think I would be open to it. Okay. I'm so protective of it, but um, I mean, if the so, right opportunity presented itself, I'm that's not what I'm saying. So it's like if 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 Netflix if Netflix comes and Issa Rae's attached to it, and it's like, 10 uh, yeah, she can have. It. <laughs> but you know, I would. Uh, I'm never. I'm not going to say no. I just would. I I think I would want it. I don't know. I would hope that situation comes up. And I'm not going to say, I'm certain I'll say yes if the details. If it makes sense. Yeah. Would, to me, I'm like, it would definitely make sense. Nah, because a lot of people, like, the vision of a book, books will, to me, will always exceed movies and stuff. Okay. Because, like, like, I grew up reading Harry Potter and, um, you know, those types of series. And to see them converted to movies, it's like no... So they don't do the books justice <clears throat> at all. So that's so why. I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. You about to probably say no. I was just saying no. I, I'm glad you brought that 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 conversation up because you do hear a lot of people that say, "Oh, the books are way better." And it's like, it all right, I get it. Yeah. I get it because books you could get away with a lot more as far because I think technology just hasn't really that and caught. Like, imagination is limitless. So right, right. Like, somebody can imagine like when you but but. But for me, I'm like, I mean, it's still kind of cool that you can see You're a visual, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a visual dude, so I'm like, all right. I would do it. It's just like, um, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of movies that get made that aren't great. I would just want to make sure that yeah. if it's done, yeah. it got to be done right. It right, but right. That's all I want. So then, on to counter that, I'm like, all right. So for instance, the the Fifty Shades franchise oh uh, no i get it i right i get it totally <laughs> but but that author made a lot of money off of it yeah that's true it's like they she's they still went out to go watch it oh that's it was true. so bad it was so bad and and, and don't think and don't think that if she writes another book that people aren't gonna buy her book again and 
You know what I mean? Oh no, she's still charting. She's still yeah. charting on Amazon with those books. Like she's still like there. So it's just absolutely. Even Zane, Zane's addicted is still charting like top ten. I was so hyped when I passed that because that book's been That's out dope. for decades. I'm about to say, yeah. you're still buying that book? <laughs> yes. That book has been out for decades, and it's still, like, a top 10 bestseller on Amazon. Wasn't Zane, like, on Cinemax? It was part of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I remember that shit. That's wild. That was so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, a, that's, that's what I'm saying. That was, like, people are still buying that book. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That's dope. Damn. That's gold. That's dope. That's goals for me, like. Let's it go. really is. <laughs> that you get that you get that residual check from something you made like twenty years yes. ago. Like, oh shit! All right. Yep. <laughs> I don't. What number are you at right now on Amazon? I checked today. I dropped a little bit. I think I'm like, I was like top twenty. Um, I peaked. I was the number one best. Um, I'm sorry, the number one new release on Amazon. That's um, so dope. Thank you. And I peaked at number three <clears> for um. Um, erotica, African. Nice. Mm. So yeah, like I'm, I'm hyped. Like I wanted that number one spot, and it can still happen. But like I said, um, I'm a new author. Not well, not new, new, but I'm not a Zane, so I have to. You're like up and coming, still. Yeah, up and coming. So I have to, I have to really like work to promote and keep it. It, it doesn't stop. Like I don't have the luxury of releasing something and letting it sell itself. Like I have to. Right like work to push it so you know just considering the circumstances of this weekend and everything one I just didn't feel comfortable um to keep promoting mm -hmm. something with what's going on I just felt like it was insensitive and mm -hmm. I'm just mentally not I don't want to do it right now so that's right me. it's um, not funny but literally like the other day I was mad because I saw someone posting bundles of hair i'm like bitch i don't want your hair yeah, like it, it, it's bad business actually it's, it's it like read the room yeah like i i i, I sent i sent lauren a couple of pe like people post what they did like what they post on i'm like read the room like you see what's going on out here like a yeah, revolution you want to be out yeah this is like come someone on, posted man. their new video for their trash ass song and i'm like this isn't even good right <laughs> Because everything's irritating. It's <laughs> everything is irritating. For sure. What's going on with the blog? The blog is still going. Um, I've kind of taken a little bit of a different... I haven't talked about dating as much on the blog. Um, I've just been, you know, just listening to my followers and, like, uh, a lot of my readers come to me and just ask for certain advice about you know, um, I guess how to just be their best selves and like, how do you do this? So I really wanted to just give answers to those questions that I was getting. So I really just like my readers to come away with, you know, new tips on how to be, you know, more financially responsible or um, make, I don't know, better decisions when it comes to, I don't know, interacting with others, practicing mindfulness, you know, yeah. um, just being more well-rounded women. Um, so that's what encompasses like more than just dating. Yeah, I still talk about dating, um, but just not as much. I talk, still talk about financial tips, um, but now I've been definitely giving more tips about career advice um, and personal development and personal growth. So I try to keep a balance with that and um, 
stuff. And I feel like you don't talk about anything that you haven't experienced. So that. Yeah. So we we always kind of I always kind of feel like when I see your um your blog come up uh the newsletter, I know it's going to be something that you're kind of already doing. Like you just had one about dieting, right? So you're 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 actually doing a diet. So uh, your I'm readers are like, huh? I'm myself. <sighs> Y'all just saw me cheat on my diet. But we didn't. <laughs> that wasn't recorded. You just told on yourself. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. <laughs> um, we all so, have. Like, we're right along with you with what um, you're doing at the same time. So how do you um, try to kind of like? I don't want to say re- stay relevant, but um, you know, how much do you let your audience uh, come into your life, and what do you kind of like put on put on pause? Ooh, as like an influencer, you, that's the that's the balance that's tough because you want to um, be transparent, but I do like a certain level of privacy. So you know, I don't hide the fact that I'm in a relationship or anything like that, but I also don't post my boyfriend. Y'all rarely. You'll see hints of him, but you won't see him. Like, I'm not one of those, ha-ha, this is my boyfriend. That I, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. No, what's the what's the picture where it's just like you're looking back with the hand, and it's like, it's just it's just his hand? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you're late. Where was, what was that? No, I'm just saying, like, when people do that, like, oh. it'll be like the girl walking walking in the ocean, and he's, she's, like, reaching back, and it's like the guy's hand. Like, all right. All right. I, would, I think I would do one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all ba- all vacation like or something? Those. I like that. Yeah, all right. Um, but I do try to, I one thing that I pride myself on is, being authentic. So anything that I'm like communicating or sharing with my followers, like I'm not going to write, I'm not going to sit here and write about something that I don't know anything about. And I'm not going to lie. It just doesn't sit right with my spirit. At the end of the day, anything that I do, anything that I share or put out into this world has to sit right with my spirit. And if it does not, I'm not doing it. So, you know, that means for me being honest about you know, what's going on in my life, I might not share all the details or, you know, I, I'm not really one to share like when I'm having a bad day or anything like that all the time. But, um, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to share like, you know, I go to therapy. Um, you know, I work on things in my relationship. Um, I experience stress. Um, I suffer from writer's block. There are times where I just don't feel like doing anything. Um, you know, the people I work with sometimes get on my damn nerves. Like, you know, I, I, I'm okay with sharing stuff like that. Will I share, um, what's something that I feel people overshare? Like, you ain't gonna see me, like, posting I'm in the shower or, like, <laughs> I'm not one of those. You won't see that. Um, you probably won't see me, like, posting, like, when I'm just waking up or anything, because I'm just waking up. I don't want a body up in my face. I'm not that transparent. Like I definitely have boundaries, but um, I like to share enough to, you know, cause people yeah. connect to like someone being, um, you know, just a human being. They want to know that you're just Authentic. like, yeah. So I definitely try to do that. And it makes people comfortable enough to, you know, come to me and ask me questions and, you know, recommend like, oh, okay, I have a question about this. Can you write about this? Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, has Ka- Cla- uh, Calvin Klein called yet? Just curious. Because you tried to break the internet. 
You want to know what's funny? Well, you know, I was, I was going to mention that, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then Lauren <laughs> Because when I see one of my sisters out here, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was I like, you know like, what? I said, she better Why stop not? playing. <laughs> Why not? Listen. Because I had to give y'all a break from all the book stuff. I was like, let me break it up. Let me break it up. I'm, if they, I'm just wondering if they called yet because they need to be paid. No, but no. They owe me a check and ASOS owes me a check too. I'm just to say. I'm like, okay, we see you in the house working. <laughs> y'all gonna see that? Y'all gonna see that mirror a lot. I love that mirror. So you know what? Fuck it. You deserve that ice cream sandwich, okay? Right, right. You look good. Don't worry. Treat, about your, it. treat yourself. Treat yourself, girl. <laughs> treat yourself. Now you talked about the preview of the new book. Um, right. Is that gonna be another thriller? Ooh. Um. I think so. Okay. I'll give you a little, so, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. You want to be surprised? Cool. You can go ahead. It's, for more we'll for the, it's, it's more for the viewers. It's not about me. Go ahead. I, I will probably forget. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the characters, um, she gets hired by a woman to sleep with her husband. Oh, God. And, yeah. Like indecent proposal? Kind of. Oh god. She's going to she's gonna find herself in a sticky ass situation and the story is just gonna follow like how she gets out of that. So I'll just leave it there. Dang. Yeah. Have you ever have you have you ever thought about um writing like like predominantly comedy? No, I'm not a comedian at all. You don't have to be. You're funny, and you can write. I am not funny, but thank you. <laughs> I think I, yo, me and Lauren think we get a kick out of you. I don't know what y'all. What do y'all laugh at? My social media? No, we just think you're like you're like I'm a great energy. You, on Facebook, I'll be like, yo, Bodie, in on today. It is so funny because I would think that you're the type of person that kind of like shields what you say online due to you know you being this author and you also work right. whatever facebook. Like, facebook she'd be like no nah, fuck yeah. that nigga <laughs> facebook is uh that's 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 me that's 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 raw well not raw but less of a filter monique yeah. okay that's I'll, funny. I'm much more vocal on Facebook. So if you're and that shit and that shit is funny. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, saying. <laughs> I do say a lot of stuff on there. It's just I just get random thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't forget what when we originally said, yo, we're gonna get Monique back on the show. We wanted to talk to her about a particular show. I forget which one it was, but are you up to date on Insecure? Absolutely. Okay. So this will probably come out after Sunday's episode, which is the last one, I believe. This Sunday, no, there's two more. There's two more. There's two more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right, there's nine and ten. Have they not? If you're not even up to date, it is what it is, right? So how mm -hmm. have you been enjoying the season thus far? Have you been enjoying the season thus far? Yes. I have, but not as much as other seasons. Okay. Um, and why? First of all, I want to fight Molly. Like, when I see her, I'm square. I want her to square up. <laughs> 
problem. ASAP, without any hesitation. I've been over Molly since season two. We talked about this. Um, I don't think, like, I don't know. I just don't like her. She irks me. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, good. We got you, so. Something popped up with my, um, okay, that was weird. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. She's so, like, passive aggressive and, like, condescending. And I just feel like she put Issa in a box and she left her there. And, like, in her eyes, Issa's not allowed to grow or, like, do anything outside of what Molly thinks that she should be doing. I have an issue with that. I also have an issue with um, people that always have an opinion about stuff and pass judgment, but they're a hot mess themselves. <laughs> and, you know, Issa said it best, like all the failed relationships that she had, you're the common denominator, boo. Look at yourself a little bit and, you know, figure out what's going on there. And I, and it's funny because I see what they're trying to do. And it's funny because it does make you think about possibly some friendships that you've had, right? And I think sometimes you're friends with people with conditions. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's Molly and Issa's relationship. Molly has conditions on the friendship that she has with Issa. We're good, Issa, as long as you are a hot-ass mess, right? Then I can come save a hoe, basically, right? But as soon as she starts to be a better person, it's almost like I don't have any use for you. And that shit is fucked up, right? And the fact that she tried to pull that, like, the fact, like, of all things, I think what bothered me the most was, like, Issa needed her at that moment. That was a huge moment in her life. And of all the times that she stepped in to help her and assist her friends, that was the one time that she decided not to. And you know what? Issa said, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And she figured it out. Mm-hmm. She took such offense to that to confront her at her event. Oh, we would have been fighting. If any of my friends pull something like that at my event that I worked so hard to do something like that, nah, we're fighting. No, and- but not, not, not only that, but like, Molly would try to say, um, you know, maybe it was your fault that this happened, right? But this was like one of the few times where, you know, everything was going, and that was out of her control. Mm-hmm. So you would think Molly would be like, oh, all right, I get it. My, you, let me ask my man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, well, did you, put, did you pay him on time? And did you do this? And it's like, this? Yeah, I did all that. It's just like, he just pulled out. Like, that's what artists do. What about right? setting boundaries? You yeah, like what? Men. What are you talking about? Set boundaries. I was you so married men. I was so oh. mad about that comment. I was yeah. jumped off the couch. I was like, "Bitch, are you crazy?" Oh, I was hot. Let me tell you, I was so hot watching that episode. Yeah, so- she- but I'm have to be honest, y'all. After last, after Sunday, I'm not. I'm mad at Issa. I'm not drawing. Okay, so happy. I am not because. <laughs> I always feel like Issa always progresses in everything except for Lawrence. She always works backwards. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I was that girl. Like, I would take exes back and go backwards and all other shit like that. And it always just feels like it blows up in your face sometimes when you when you backpedal, right? So I had this question for you. But clearly, it sounds like you're happy for her, right? I'm not happy for her. <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy. It was a mature date. It was, but a, mature it was date. a very mature date, but not when he showed you twice 
that he was still uh, talking to old girl. Like, but he didn't lie about it. He was honest. He doesn't matter. He didn't lie about it. He was honest. But that second time when he went outside to answer yeah, the that phone, was, that was that was that and was. Then and she heard that. And she yeah. and you gonna give up the draws at that point? At that point, I kind of felt like, well, I don't want her him to go see her, so let me drop the box on him, kind of thing. And That's I was, what it was. Like, Eve, can you no. consider that she at that moment realized, like, oh shit, I want to be with him? Because you know when you know that someone is about to potentially swoop in and take something that you, somebody that you're in love with. I commend her for at least speaking up and voicing it. She took a chance. Mm. I feel like it was there. I, it was there all night, but Lawrence wasn't going to do it because he was hurt. He's scared. Like that's how I took it, but I, I think it was, romantic. I, I it think, I think, I guess. Lawrence nah. is still a fuckboy to me. Is she just a, a grown-up? Listen. She's just a, a grown-up one with a job now. That's all. No, I, I think I think Issa, I think it was more of a, I invested so much time in this. Now that there's an opening, I feel like I could swoop in and get him back. That's what I feel like. She wants him. Yeah, she wanted him the whole time. But like now that he's like at a place in his yeah. business where he's thinking about going to San Francisco and he's like actually, you know, figuring out himself. Now she's like, oh, okay, so my, you know, I, I put in that work, you know, years ago. Now that he has a little opening with homegirl, I, I might have to swoop about in. That, I think when she found out about that ring, she got a little sick. She was like, yeah, yeah. That probably. too. I really think that that was like closure for them. I don't think they're going to. I think their story is done. I would uh-huh. be surprised. Um, I was thinking that too. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, well, maybe they just needed to get that one last they one. They needed to get it out of their system and like leave with nothing, like no hard feelings, no what ifs or anything, just like so, common understanding. What? So me and Lauren, Lauren had brought it up, and I agreed. I think we both think that homegirl is gonna be pregnant. Oh gosh. What's her name? Condola. Yeah. The worst name of all time. Um, I think Condola. <laughs> I think Condola is pregnant because I just felt like she was too anxious to see him. Yeah. Right. I think it had to be like, I have to tell you something on some shit like that. Because she called twice. That's a good angle. So you know what? Maybe Issa and Lawrence aren't done because for drama, I'm a writer. This is a drama play. Right. For the next season. Dramatic to have Issa and Lawrence get back together and, and how they work that pregnant. how they navigate that oh yeah for sure so let it be known it's june 2nd it's a tuesday oh, <laughs> we're saying that condola's pregnant <laughs> so if we predict this right oh. we're the shit and we're gonna write our own show <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately though since we're talking about it we must still love the show we still watch it right oh, got to got to still watch i walked it. away smiling so hard when i saw Sunday, that was a welcome distraction. Because I'm telling you, I've been watching TV and stuff at night because I just can't, like, being on social media with all this stuff going on is, like, crazy. So it's good to just, like, shut everything down and watch that. And I just walked away, and it just made me so happy. And I just hate that their episodes aren't longer. I think that's the Yeah. Problem. I wish the episodes were an hour. Yeah. I, well, the reason why the 30-minute thing doesn't work is because four minutes of it is of y'all showing HBO. Recap. Right, right, so right, right. Like, come on, like yeah. that's why it doesn't. That's not what it. 
why it doesn't work. But I'm gonna respect them and stop asking them for our episodes because they're tired but of. They, but but honestly, the other thing too is that is the fact that they're only dropping it once a week, like old school. It's not binge watching. Because if it was binge, if it's binge watching, we wouldn't have this. We wouldn't care. That's true. That so is very you guys true. need to watch that um Issa Zen. If you if you watched um Lovebirds on Netflix. I did watch that. So I, I did watch it's it's did funny. Like it? I love I it. <laughs> but I did not like the photograph. I didn't see that one. I liked it. I didn't it, it <laughs> almost felt undone to me. It it did feel a little undone. And I was just like, oh, like, I know this couldn't have been a budget situation. Like, what happened? Like, we got a, a, another 45 minutes of that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dang. It was beautiful, though. It was, beautiful. It, it was done beautifully. Yeah. But I just felt like I left wanting more. Like, I, or it almost felt like, you know how sometimes you fall asleep in the movie and you like, because you're real tired and you wake up like, oh, shit, I missed a part. It, I felt like I missed a part. Like, I walked out to get some popcorn and came back. It completely missed a whole section of the movie. Like it just was felt unfinished to me. But I still love Issa. She's great. Love uh, Love Birds is really funny from the time it started. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much, but me too. The dialogue, the dialogue between the two was really good. It, It was believable for sure. So when you're watching TV, are you watching stuff like Insecure, or do you watch like an array of different types of stuff? Um, definitely shows like Insecure. I love Euphoria. Don't ask me why. That was good. Um, but I love like documentaries, um, specifically like crime, murder. I'm crazy. Have um, you watched the Epstein documentary yet? Yeah. I Yo. Girl, crazy. I just watched the first episode. Oh, wow. Episode two. And I'm like, yo. Yeah, he was a nut. He was in that. Like, like, on another, like, this, this is, this is beyond comprehension because you got to think this is wealth, this is power, this is abuse of power. These kids, kids. No. Kids. Uh, you guys need Crazy. to watch Children of the Snow. Okay. What's that? Because these men in power that have money, they have been running these sex rings like children for forever i mean it's a billion dollar industry and who else has the money to pull that shit off but billionaires yeah so this i think that one popped off like in the 80s or whatever but you know kids were turning up dead and it led back to a private island where they would take um disadvantaged children disadvantaged Mm -hmm. boys for the summer and they acted like it was a summer camp. If you think back to those times, how willingly people sent their kids away to summer camp and didn't see their kids for three months, they sent these kids away and they sent them to an island where a bunch of grown men would just rape them the whole time. Oh, Jesus. Insane. Insane. So me and my boyfriend watch stuff like that. Uh, we, we know like all the serial killers and stuff. I just mm-hmm. love watching stuff like that. It's just, I think it's just interesting. I like stuff like that. Um, true crime. Uh, if it's like drugs or, I don't know, like some type of scandal or. Uh, any any guilty pleasure trash show that you like to watch? I love RuPaul's Drag Race, but that's okay. not a trash show for me. That's art, what they do. 
Um, I love Vanderpump Rules. I love, <laughs> yes, they're hilarious. I love Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mainly because, like, I love the their houses and stuff. I'm about to say they're they're like they're like rich, rich. They're rich, rich. Yeah. And um, I I can deal with Housewives of Atlanta. They get a little bit too messy. I don't like too much of the mess, but I watch them. Like I watch this season, but I'm not like a faithful watch every season. I don't know when the last season of that like I've really watched. I normally watch people recaps of yeah. it just to kind of say abreast of what's going on, but I really don't know what's going on. Yeah, this season was the first one I watched, like, the whole season. Okay. Very long time. Okay. But, but like, my trash show is 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. I love it. <laughs> I'm not even going to. love After Lockup for a second. Ooh, that's a real good trash that's show. Good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but something about 90 Day Fiance, I don't know what it is. You're not I- the first person I heard to say that. It's I'm all in. Like, wait, is that the show with the the short man with no neck? Yes. Yes. Oh wow, but it's He's like getting a lot several, of burn though. It's def. It's like several different spinoffs of it. Like, it's ninety day the other way. Like where the American goes to live uh, uh, um, overseas to go be with the person. There's the I one see. before the ninety days. So what you do because you have to get like this visa before they come over to the the states. It's like mm. happily ever after because there are people who stay together. Mm. I can't stop. I love it. It's it's just so. How it out? For, it's been out for a while. As long as yeah. uh, love at first, uh, marriage at first, married at first sight has been out at least. Okay. Yeah, I never really got into those shows. I might check them out. Yeah, I'm ninety day fiance because it, it, it's so funny. Like, cause you're like, yo, you've really been talking to this person for five years. That lives in Russia. You never seen her ever. And these men are spending bread. Like you think people spending bread on OnlyFans? These men are <laughs> these men are spending bread. They're sending money over like it's nothing. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy town. But it's good. I mean, some people actually really do stay together. Like they stay together. They really are in love with each other. But you learn about other cultures, like how the Americans go over there. Like one guy was completely lying to this girl about how much money he had. He goes over there and the family's like, yo, you owe us a dowry for marrying our daughter. And he was like broke as shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he had to like, they wanted him to like buy a goat. Like that was like tradition. (laughs) Like, and the goat was expensive. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, like, and he was, and he was like fucked up. Like he had to call one of his friends to like send him bread. Cause he was lying. Because he didn't have any bread. Like, it's, it's the craziest stuff, but it's good. Jay doesn't watch her. Blackish. Oh, black as fuck. Oh, blackish or black as fuck? Blackish. Okay. I haven't watched blackish in a while. I'm going to be honest with you about it. I don't know why. It's not that, like, I got bored with it. It's just that I just haven't watched it for some reason. But I do love blackish. What about black as fuck? You like it? Black as I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Hilarious from the time that it started. From the I loved time. it. <laughs> like just like just how they talk to each other. It's I know it's, it's so dry. It's but so funny. That humor. Everybody. He's like, that. why you? He, but like, like you said, he's just like, why are you being a dickhead? Like it's just so mundane. Like it's every day. Like, so it's so hilarious. So offended that I thought that was 
hilarious. When he called his daughter a dickhead, I thought it was <laughs> the funniest shit ever. And they were so like, that's funny. so offensive. Why would you? I'm like, literally, I was on the floor. Like, I like couldn't get myself together. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was hilarious. People, like, we're so bothered by that, but... I hope that doesn't stop him from bringing another season of it. Oh, no, well, he has a contract with, like, a $100 million contract I, I with Netflix. Like, he's... Yeah. It he can't stop. I might have to rewatch that again, actually. That shit was funny. <laughs> because it was. Because of slavery. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, him trying to... Like, think... two episodes where it was, like, kind of slow, but all other... Yeah. Episodes... The one, the, the episode when he was trying to explain the art piece and like it was, he just couldn't <laughs> articulate it. And then the, the actual artist actually told him what the piece was about. He's like, that's what I've been saying. Like, yo, that's just, and that's how people be. Between him and his assistant is funny as shit. <laughs> it's great. It's perfect. I don't know. I love this. I'm like, black people, if you can't appreciate this shit, I don't know what. It's a, no. All of it. I, his his freaking sweatsuits, how tacky he is, like all of it. The changing. Yeah. No, but like he wore he, he wore he wore socks and and sneakers to the beach. Like he was right, fucking like, of, But that's what dudes do though. Like you typical go to beach, black like, shit. Yo, if you go to Miami, you see them in like Tim's, like what? Yes, like no, that show is too good. They have to bring another season back because yeah, I they will. Every, I loved every second of it. And I was like, yo, so when's another episode not going to be called Because of Slavery? And then when I noticed that every episode was, I was like, this is genius. This is genius. I love it. I love it. All right, so Red Echo is out. We have a preview for a new book. The blog is still up and popping. Anything else you got coming up? Um, well, I said this earlier. I'm going to start putting some material together because I get a lot of questions from people asking about you know, how to go about writing a book and self-publishing. And so I am going to put some um, products together and make them available on com. So you'll be able to get all those answers. I'll just be sharing the tricks and the trades of the business and cool. um, giving you what you need to get your book published and out to the world. Um, Jay will probably be your first customer and he'll send it to me. Right. <laughs> I think I might do a course as well. So, oh, nice. That's dope. Do like some type of writer's workshop or something. Dope. So yeah, that's that's for the future. And I think I want to release another book this year. I I might. I might. I don't know. I'm overly ambitious. I don't know. Child, y'all getting the um emergency alert? For what? I just got the emergency alert for the curfew. Oh, was it six o'clock again? Eight thirty. Oh, oh, okay. Can you hear us, Jay? Oh, we can't hear you either. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll end the show then. Okay, I got it. I'm good. I got it. All right, Monique. Thank you for <laughs> coming on to the show. Uh, we really appreciate you coming through. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media and where they can get the book. You can grab my book on Amazon.com. It is Red Echo by Monique Elise. You can also find my book on my website, www.moniqueelise.com. Um, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Monique Elise, double underscore. Uh, where else can you find me? On Calvin I'm Klein's website. On Facebook because 
No, don't, 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 don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin <laughs> it. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I am Lee. And yeah, stay tuned. Sign up, sign up um, to my newsletter because that's where I give my readers, you know, exclusive sneak peeks. You guys can be the first ones to read my books. I do giveaways. Um, and if you buy my book now, I'm actually hosting a contest. I haven't advertised it just because of what's going on. But if you buy my book, you read it, you share a review on Amazon, I'm giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. So read it, share it, review it. Show it love, and somebody's going to win some Amazon. I love it. All right, well, Jay got back on, so he's here. I'm back. Yeah. 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 All right. I got like a, yeah, I got like some alert, and it just messed up my whole phone, but whatever. The the alert, the curfew alert. All right, since we're on curfew, you guys, we're going to head out. (laughs) (laughs) Word. All right, everybody, make sure you, make sure you are following Lauren Reed live on all social media platforms. Also, make sure... You're hitting up Water Ice Radio in our YouTube page where you'll be able to find this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on all major streaming platforms. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. Uh, what's the other place called? Uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yep. That's it. Thank you. Had a grandma moment. Um, <laughs> anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us there. Shout out to the Uncensored Podcast. They have their shows up as well. They are hilarious, guys. So make sure you are checking them out. Um, Jay, you got anything? Nah, man, just stay, stay uh, safe, stay sharp, stay yep. healthy, uh, stay, stay inside woke. if you need to, stay woke. Um, I hope y'all Red voted. Yes, y'all um, Yes. Definitely did. Um, and just keep looking out for water ice because we got some stuff coming up that's going to definitely help out within the community and the small business, small business in the city. Uh, so we're working on some things for that. And yeah, we're gonna try to push content as much as we can. I know it's crazy out there, but we're gonna try to get y'all you know, a little break from all that and um, enjoy yourselves for a couple of minutes and then get back to the realities, right? Yep. So cool, everybody. We will be back next week with another returning guest to the show. It's gonna be a fun time. So make sure you guys are tuned in. But until then, not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes, Sometimes they, they wear, wear headphones. headphones. Bye. All right, and we are.